At Total Wine & More, find the best gifts for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for sis or a single-barrel bourbon that dad will love. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21. Where can you find the best gifts at great low prices that everyone will love? At Total Wine & More, of course, with so many great bottles to choose from. Find something for everyone on your list, whether it's a Cabernet for your sis, sparkling wine for a coworker, or a single barrel bourbon for dad. And if you need any help, just ask one of their friendly guides for advice. With the lowest prices for over 30 years, you'll always find what you love and love what you find. Only at Total Wine & More. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly, B21. Hi there, it's Kenzie. So last year, just before Thanksgiving, I got to sit in Calvin Trillin's West Village home while he read one of his most famous Thanksgiving stories. My producer at the time, Henry Malofsky, and I awkwardly and carefully carried our equipment through his brownstone and up the stairs to his study, where he ran through the piece just twice. It took all of 11 minutes, and I may never forget it. Don't know Calvin or his story? You will after this episode, which we're rerunning today because it just feels right. A heads up to new listeners, we're relaunching Burnt Toast with a brand new season in January of 2017. But for now, cue up all the other things you need to get into the holiday spirit and then listen to this. I hope it becomes yearly for you too. You reach for the top olive oils and invest in the best pans. But in the kitchen, how well do you care for your greatest tool, your hands? When mine take a beating cooking and cleaning, which is often, I use Bag Bomb to work its wonders on my poor, distressed skin. Created 125 years ago on a Vermont dairy farm, their soaps smell great and clean hands without stripping moisture, and their fast-absorbing lotion means I can quickly get back to cooking. Treat your hardworking hands to Bag Bomb, every chef's best friend. Use code FOOD52 for 20% off your order on bagbomb.com. Good through 2024. This episode is brought to you by Texture, the app that gives you an all-access pass to the world's best magazines right on your phone or tablet. Try Texture for free right now when you go to texture.com slash toast. We're also brought to you today by another podcast. Have you heard the message? It's an original science fiction podcast from Panoply and GE Podcast Theater. All of season one is available now, so listen to find out why a 70-year-old alien recording seems to be killing people. Search for the message on iTunes. Imagine a world where Thanksgiving meant meatballs instead of mashed potatoes, where it meant garlic bread instead of Parker House rolls and Caesar salad instead of stuffing. There'd be no cranberry sauce, and there would be a lot more red wine. In the center of the table, the spot normally reserved for the emblematic turkey would be a platter heaped full of spaghetti carbonara. This is what might have happened had Calvin Trillin got his way. In 1981, he launched a campaign to change the national Thanksgiving dish from turkey to spaghetti carbonara. For those of you who don't know him, Calvin is a writer who's been contributing to The New Yorker for over 50 years. You may have read some of his prolific reporting on our country, but if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you know him for his dryly comic essays on food. Since 1981, you'll find his essay, Spaghetti Carbonara Day, referenced nearly every year around this time. It's welcome jest among a holiday so fiercely traditional, but it's also a reminder to take everything a little less seriously. That oyster stuffing that nobody really likes anyway? Punt it this year. Start your own campaign. Set yourself free from the dry turkey we only really keep cooking for sandwiches the next day. Had the pilgrims, according to Calvin, not found spaghetti carbonara to be the work of the devil at the very first Thanksgiving, this might be much different. But we'll let him tell you how that went down. 
We visited him in his West Village home where he offered to read for us. We'll probably do a quick intro about you and who you are okay. and then run that right in front. I probably worked the word dashing in there somewhere. Oh, we'll work the word dashing yeah. in, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Any other requests? No, that's all. This is Burnt okay. Toast. I'm Kenzie Wilbur, and after a quick message from our sponsors, you'll hear the one, the only, the dashing Calvin Trillin reading his essay, Spaghetti Carbonara Day. This episode is brought to you by Texture, the app that gives you an all-access pass to the world's best magazines right on your phone or tablet. It's for those of us who want to read the best magazines and don't have the time to waste going to the store to find them. Browse hundreds of magazines or cherry-pick the articles that interest you most, like I do, for magazines like Sever, Vanity Fair, and appropriately, The New Yorker. The best part? Texture is offering Burnt Toast listeners a free trial right now when you go to texture.com slash toast. Gain unrestricted access to the world's best magazines from back issues to the ones on newsstands today. Try Texture for free right now when you go to texture.com slash toast. We're also brought to you by The Message, an original science fiction podcast from Panoply and GE Podcast Theater. Hi, Nikki Tomlin here, and I'm the host of The Message. I'm going to take you into an elite cryptography think tank and check it out. Their top project right now is to decode a highly classified radio transmission from the 1940s. Have you listened to it yet? Not yet. Uh, We're having a discussion about that. But if I offered you the chance to listen to it right now, Um, sounds like a no. Well, we don't really know what it is. Voices, music. Breathing, but you know, I'm not gonna mess with that thing. To sum it up, extraterrestrials. Subscribe to the message on iTunes. Spaghetti Carbonara Day by Calvin Trillin. My campaign to change the national Thanksgiving dish from turkey to spaghetti carbonara is based on deep historical and philosophical considerations. Nobody has offered proof that the pilgrims ate turkey at the first Thanksgiving dinner. The only thing we know for sure about what the pilgrims ate is that it couldn't have tasted very good. They were from East Anglia, a part of England where even today every young woman is brought up to boil the vegetables for a month and a half in case one of the dinner guests shows up without his teeth. Also, it's all very well to say that we should give thanks by eating the meal our forebears ate, but as it happens, one of the things I give thanks for every year is that those people were not my forebears. The pilgrims were an offshoot of Puritanism, and H. L. Mencken defined Puritanism as the haunting fear that someone somewhere may be happy. Who wants forebears who put people in the stocks for playing the harpsichord on the Sabbath? or having an innocent little game of pinch and giggle. In fact, ever since it became fashionable to dwell on the atrocities of American history, ever since, that is, we entered what the historians call the era of year-round Yom Kippur, I have been more and more grateful that none of my forebears got near this place before 1906. My forebears had nothing to do with slavery or the slaughter of the American buffalo or rapacious 19th-century capitalism. When people over here were chasing Indians, other people over there were chasing us. So we have a lot to be thankful for. This year, the whole family went over to Raffetto's pasta store on Houston Street to see the spaghetti cut. It's important, I think, to have these holiday rituals. When we sat down at the table, I told the children the story 
of the first Thanksgiving. In England a long time ago, there were people called pilgrims who were very strict about making sure everyone observed the Sabbath and nobody cooked food with any flavor and that sort of thing. And they decided to go to America where they could enjoy freedom to nag. The other people in England said, glad to see the back of him. In America, the pilgrims tried farming, but they couldn't get much done because they were always putting each other in the stocks for crimes like suspicion of cheerfulness. The Indians took pity on the pilgrims and helped them with their farming, even though the Indians thought the pilgrims were about as much fun as teenage circumcision. The pilgrims were so grateful that they invited the Indians over for a Thanksgiving meal, and the Indians, having had some experience with pilgrim cuisine in the past, took the precaution of bringing along one dish of their own. They brought a dish that their ancestors had learned many generations before from none other than Christopher Columbus, who was known to the Indians as the big Italian fellow. The dish was spaghetti carbonara, made with pancetta bacon and fontina and the best imported prosciutto. The pilgrims hated it. They said it was heretically tasty and the work of the devil and the sort of thing foreigners eat. The Indians were so disgusted that on the way back to their village after dinner, one of them made a remark about the pilgrims that was repeated for generations and unfortunately caused confusion among historians about the first Thanksgiving meal. He said, what a bunch of turkeys. Calvin is aware he's perceived as anti-Turkey. He writes in an essay published much later than this one, if you launch a campaign to change the national Thanksgiving dish from turkey to spaghetti carbonara, you have to expect some fallout. But he's not above a little bending. He goes on, I hope it's a sign of my open-mindedness on this issue that I've recently developed an interest in fried turkey. I'm talking now about an entire turkey being lowered into several gallons of hot peanut oil or lard, cautiously. But I might be above it. I'm holding tightly to license not to serve turkey on Thanksgiving, fried or otherwise. It doesn't require much historical research to uncover the fact that nobody knows if the pilgrims really ate turkey at the first Thanksgiving dinner, Calvin writes. The only thing we know for sure about what the pilgrims ate is that it couldn't have tasted very good. Let's make it better. Let's restart the campaign. Let's serve spaghetti carbonara or eggplant parm or ribs or sandwiches. As long as we're thankful, right? And that's it for this episode of Burnt Toast. Our producer is Tim Einenkel, and thanks also to Laura Mayer, Henry Malofsky, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Please let us know what you think of the show. Our Twitter address is at food52, and you can email us at editors at food52.com. If you like the show, tell everyone you know and subscribe to us on iTunes. For Calvin Trillin, I'm Kenzie Wilbur. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. <laughs>